Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Today, you are here to learn about hooking your prospects the Devin Reed way. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it came out good anyway. That's what we're going to talk about. I am your host, James Say What Sales Buckley, and Leslie Douglas is in the room with us. She is sensational, the fantastic head of talent partnership at Sell Better, and the man, the myth, the legend from Clary, Devin Reed of The Reader. If you're not subscribed to his newsletter, you need that in your life. Go find it, The Reader. That's what's up. Let's take a look at who's in the room with us real quick. Wow. Love it. Everyone's trying to get attention. I don't care who you are. Leaders, even the leaders, 18% senior leadership. Devin, does that surprise you? No, it does not surprise me. It makes me happy. I like having a good, well-rounded group. And uh, I think one of the first people to shout out was Marcus from Sacramento. So uh, Marcus, I'm at my standing desk. He said, Sacramento, stand up. I'm from 916 and I'm standing already with you. So I'm excited. That's what's happening. Hey, that's what's happening. Uh, I want to tell you something about what Devin's got going on right now. There's a new course out, five plays to grab attention from your prospects, stand out and sell more by breaking through the noise. Act now. This 18 minute course is in the chat right now. So go get it. It's free for you. If you're in the room, you can have it. Go get it from Devin Reed, five sales plays you can start using immediately. There it is. Scan this QR code, take your phone out right there and get to our new website. We just made this website. It looks fantastic. You'll see Devin, you'll see Leslie. And of course, my face is on there as well. Also check out our YouTube channel. Shout out to our partners, Outreach, who's been serving salespeople for a hot minute with great sequence, all times of multi-touches. You need this in your life. If you're not taking multiple touches to reach out to your prospects, make that happen with Outreach. And a big thanks to Vidyard Act now and go get this link right here. This is a guide that will provide a blueprint, some templates and expert insights on how to conduct the best demos possible. That is something that every seller needs. I noticed a lot of AEs in on that survey. Go ahead and get this guide so you can start performing great demos right now. This is what you're going to get today from these two experts. Unique outreach strategies, innovative ways to capture attention. That's something every sales salesperson has to master and then strategies that will set you aside from the rest, a sea of the same. Devin, you gave a three-step formula that's in that course. Talk to me about these three things in this formula. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna start with the, the kind of headline, uh, which is actually the ending, which is to do the unexpected. And so the whole point of the course uh, and why we created it is Chris and I, uh, CRO at Sell Better, we're chatting like, what is the biggest challenge right now that sales pros have that I, Devin Reed, have solved myself because I don't want to talk about things I'm not credible about. So the number one thing, and I actually put it to LinkedIn, like, hey, where are you struggling? And a lot of people said, I'm having trouble, uh, I'm having troubles getting uh, res responses at the top of the funnel, right? Where I'm doing cold outbound. I'm having trouble after discovery calls. I'm losing people. I'm losing people after proposals. I'm losing people. I'm losing people. I can't get... That was the theme. And so we said the biggest problem right now is folks are struggling to grab attention. Uh, don't know how to stand out. And the reason why is a lot of times we rely on just outdated stuff that might've worked three, four, five years ago, if ever, but folks don't really know how to create a pattern interrupt. We've all probably heard of a pattern interrupt, right? There've been a few been in sales training. And so the thing that I wanted to do in this course and what we'll talk about today is if you want to stand out, if you want to pierce through the noise and really grab the attention of busy, distracted buyers, you have to do the unexpected. You have to do something against the grain that's completely different. And so if we pull back up the slide, there's three steps that you can follow to get to that do the unexpected. The first is identify your channel. Identify the place that your message is most likely to be seen. 
Now you could say a billboard on the way to work. That's pretty distracting and usually really expensive. So I would say it's probably things like email. It's probably things like LinkedIn or Twitter, you know, whatever social media your buyer engages with. It could be direct mail, right? It could be phone. There's a lot of different ways and you don't have to just pick one, but for this example, you can start with one and say, hey, maybe email. Email's not dead, by the way. It's just wildly misused. So let's say email. That's the best place for my buyer to see my message. Number two is you want to take consensus. You want to figure out what are the habits that people do when they check email. Leslie, what do you do? When you open your inbox, what's the first thing that you look at? I'm looking at who it's from and I'm looking for names that I recognize. Exactly. And it's usually like, what deal am I working right now or my boss? Like those are usually the two names we, we go towards. And so if you're not one of those two things, you want to find another way to stand out. If you can't stand out as the sender name. And so that could be subject line, pretext, right? All these different things. And so the other thing we often do, at least for me, is try to find the easiest emails, the things that you know are really quick deletes, quick replies. And so we'll cover a way that you can kind of break the noise there, break through the noise. But you want to find habits. What are people doing, used to? And then the last step is do the opposite. Do something completely different so that it jumps out. When Leslie's like, I usually just look for people that I recognize or maybe easy emails. How can you break through that? How can you pattern interrupt that? And so what we'll talk about today is not just how to use pattern interrupts, but how to create them so you can do the unexpected. And instead of chasing buyers, hoping for replies top of funnel, you get a lot more replies and a lot more meetings. Yeah, Leslie, what are your thoughts on being creative? I know that in your videos, you can very clearly tell that you've put a lot of thought and energy into being unique and different. Uh, When I see those come across, there's often an element, especially at the beginning, where you mentioned something that might be very relevant to that person based on something recent or something you saw. So talk to me about where you get inspired from these types of things and how they help you to stand out amongst the crowd. Well, unique and different just comes naturally to me. But, um, and also, I mean, like if I'm doing this the Devin Reed way, I mean, do I, I don't have, I need AirPods. I need (laughs) AirPods. Um, I think that a lot of it, especially if I'm going for like one specific person, um, something that I'm doing is I'm just paying attention to little details. So James brought up all of our backgrounds when we first logged in. And, um, I thought like one of the best surprises for me when I was on a call with someone they noticed and you can't i mean the lighting's off today but like there's a lot of plants back here she sent me a plant gift card after i helped her look for um a resume for a job i know that devin is into shoes he's got the flamingo and the tennis shoes he posts about tennis shoes i'm scanning all of his social i'm looking at things ahead of time so like look at their zoom background if they don't have a green screen see if there's something that they like that's kind of one that's a easy i also i'm a huge fan of youtube I go especially with executives and I will look them up on YouTube and see what's going on with them. If there's phrases that they've said or um, if even if they're not posting frequently on LinkedIn, if you just type their name into YouTube, there's a lot of fireside chats or they're on podcasts as guests. And I can hear certain phrases in the way that they speak or the intro where they're talking a little bit more about their life and get to know something just different or something that they care about or they're passionate about, whether it's personal or professional. I like that. And I like that you're being resourceful. And I think that's a lost art in sales today. Uh, We expect these things to just be handed to us. We don't want to have to do any work for them. Take the extra time, right? Even if you set 10 minutes aside in the mornings to just go and look at your top three prospects and find something unique about them in a quick Google search, 
that's going to help you to spark a conversation. So I really like the way you're taking the time to, to take that extra step. Uh, Devin, you talk about knowing what normal looks like. I think this is a, an interesting thing to say. First, because normal is different for everybody, especially when it comes to diverse roles in the target audiences of everybody. Uh, and let me know in the chat. Go ahead and put it in the chat and we'll choose one here. What What is your target persona? Are you selling to marketing, sales, uh, you know, data? What, what is your target audience that you sell to? Let us know in the chat right now. Let's pick one. Okay, B2B, IT professionals, accounting. Devin, talk to me about something you might look for. Sales ops, look at all these great ones. Talk to me about something you, pick one of these. Talk about something you'd look for. I would, the first thing I would say when you asked the question was like, I'm just sorry to anybody selling to IT. That is not an easy gig. I like genuinely salute you and respect you because I've never, I've never done it. Um, but for each of these, like CTO, tech recruiting, finance is a good one I've noticed in, in HR. There's always a seasonality that all of these departments have naturally in their role. So if you think about it, like I sell to sales professionals, so I'm very used to this, but like we have quarterly quotas and we have monthly quotas at the end of the year, there's territory planning, right? There's like all these things that happen in certain cadences. And so if you want to, uh, I saw someone said, uh, Sam McKenna, sh uh, show me, you know, me, if you reach out to an accountant and HR and say, Hey, I know it's the end of the year. And this is where you're starting to think about headcount. This is where you're starting to think about which uh, locations you're going to expand into. I know that this is the slow season because busy season was last May during tax season. That's not B2B, but you get the idea. Immediately, it's going to break through the noise because you're speaking directly to that person in that specific moment. Something that is top of mind right now, some, not something that's generally in their kind of sphere of knowledge, right? So if you can speak to them directly, understand, hey, what are the seasons they go through and then go deeper and go, what are their challenges? What are they struggling with? What are they trying to accomplish? And what are the specific emotional pains? Is it frustrating? Is it annoying? Because everybody knows the CEO always wants this, but it's always impossible because they're in the budget. The more specific you can get, that will not only break through the noise and grab their attention, but it'll help keep it because it'll resonate with them at an emotional level. Yeah. I'm hearing specific equals intentional. Now, Leslie, you were able to get very specific with some of the ways that you've stood out to your prospects. You got some good stories here. And then I saved number four for you, Devin, uh, understanding behaviors. So get ready for that one. Leslie, these are great stories. And I want you to tell all three of them so that people can understand what it means to be different, because that is a huge part of this course that Devin put together is doing the unexpected. Go for it. I, I thought real quick, Leslie, before, before you go, I thought this was a like a three truths and a lie. Like which of these are not a real story from Leslie? What and what's alarming is one, two, and three are very real. So sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go quick here, right? We'll go quick sell on the stories. We'll go the abridged version. So I had a patch of Canada, and um, we we're having this whole conversation. Me and this corn farming industry expert, and I was trying to sell him software, HR software. We started chatting how um, I was in Hawaii on business at the time and he had never been to Hawaii. So I mailed a coconut with like my I taped a business card. Do you know that you can mail a coconut? You can just Sharpie right on a coconut. And it was just like, thank you. And, um, you know, I put my business card with like my little face on it. It was very cute. They ended up sending me back a basket of agriculture goods. I mean, corn. I got like this huge <laughs> basket of corn and vegetables and all this stuff. Um, it did take me a while to close, but it was like part of that 
relationship building, listening to someone, showing them that you care and that you're going that extra step. Love it. Before you get started on this next one, put a one in the chat as a sales professional if you've ever been cursed out by a prospect. Leslie, tell them how you handle it. Yeah. So um, this was actually really embarrassing. I picked up the phone. It was my first cold call into this gentleman. um, And I just did terrible on my intro, you guys. You know, it just happens. You don't expect someone to pick up the phone. And I don't know my name. I don't know why I'm calling. I'm just like, uh, uh, hi, want to talk to me? Uh, Hold on one second. Let me look at my notes you weren't supposed to answer. And he just laid into me, told me I was the worst salesperson ever. No one should ever buy anything from me. There was a long list of expletives that were just lovely. Um, When he hung up, I was talking to my manager about it, like kind of laughing, kind of internally crying and trying to like self-talk like you're important and you were worthy you know all that and um i ended up calling him back multiple times and uh we had a conversation about respect along the way (laughs) and i was just like hey like it must have been a bad day no big deal eventually um i said thank you as well for like your feedback what led you to say that this was the case for you we had this whole conversation and like four months later he ended up buying for me Wow. which was the that's only impressive. time that's ever happened, I'm sure, right? Like, for me. <laughs> Most prospects that are willing to curse you out, it's unlikely that they're going to purchase from you. But in this case, we have a winning story. All she had to be was kind, professional, and persistent. And I love that outcome. Uh, Devin, quick question for you. Have you ever worn camo pants? Yes. I have never worn camo pants, but now that you're asking, I believe in like seventh or eighth grade, I had camo cargo shorts and that was part of the repertoire for a minute yep yep i I don't know why you're saying seventh grade i still have a pair of camo cargo shorts you know yes to that leslie you wore camo pants for a very specific reason and won some business tell us that story largest deal i was ever going after shout out to aaron wilson if you're uh out there listening uh, she was the AE on the deal. We're going to go meet with this group of people. We were like a ton of money on the line. And we decided to do a little bit of like social research in advance. So we found this guy's Facebook page, um, private, but like what pictures we could see were all hunting. So I wore a blazer, like a nice suit top, but I put on camo jeans. And I showed up to our business dinner in camo jeans. And um, it was a it was a bold move. Um, my director was not too pleased with me until they arrived. And he's like, oh, my gosh, camo, you're my people. Like, you get it. And we had this whole great conversation. I, I'm here in North Carolina. So we had this big conversation about, like, where to go nearby and what he wanted to hunt for. And it was great and uh, ended up working out in my favor this time. Devin, these three stories all represent very bold moves, but also moves that help Leslie to stand out and be different from the sea of salespeople that are reaching out for her prospects' time. How do these moves help us to understand the behavior of our prospects and the things that we need to do that truly stand out and not just feel like they stand out to us? It's a good question. And, and, And Leslie, to go back to like, you did the unexpected because if you think about it, if you curse somebody out or if you get cursed out, like what's the expect, like what do they expect you to do in response? Never call. Either die, either like just shrivel up and cry and die or like 
combat and come back to them, right? They expect conflict. Mm. You took a beat. And I believe you told me you like wrote like a, a letter. Did you write like a letter, like a thank you letter? I think you said. I uh, I said thanks for your feedback. Like, is there anything specific that I could do better next time? Killed them with kindness, and that person who probably by then their emotions cooled off a little bit, right? Maybe they're having a bad day. They get a letter from this just lovely Leslie Douglas. He's like, "Hey, I made the mistake. Not you for cursing at me. I made the mistake. I was not ready, and I'm thankful for the feedback. How could I get better? You have to be a real, real a hole." to like say more mean things to Leslie at that time. So you did the unexpected and that flipped the whole situation around. And I would say gave you an upper hand. Same thing with camo. I'm willing to bet that that buyer had never seen anybody show up to like a closing call in frigging camo pants. Like you did something he's never seen before. And those are the things that stand out and are memorable. I bet just like you were telling this story, those people are probably telling the same story to their teams. Like if you're not putting on camo pants to go close the deal, how bad do you really want it? <laughs> He doesn't uh, know. Can, he doesn't know that I stalked him on Facebook. I thought I was going to say he now. He doesn't you know, now. He's here watching. Maybe, yeah. He knows now. Yeah. He was not aware that you took that note from his Facebook page. And I think that made it even more organic for him. Just because you find something out about somebody doesn't mean you have to start your sales message off with, I, I stalked your Instagram page and saw that you're into dominoes, right? Like that's not, that's not, you don't have to start that way. You can just use it to your advantage to stand out. Uh, all of these things require you to take an extra step and learn something about your prospects. So here's the question for you now. Uh, where do you go personally? Uh, Devin, as people come in and answer this question, you gave us a very specific template that I want you to explain. There's two bolded pieces that I want you guys to pay attention to here as he explains this. Why does this email work? What's different about it? And how has it been functioning in your everyday routines? Yes, absolutely. So this is an email, real quick for context. This is an email uh, that I would send with it to an in-flight deal. So a current deal I was working. And what would happen is I would get like the decision maker or someone at a senior level. We'd end up starting like a pilot or a trial. And as interested as they were, there would always be this lull of a couple of weeks and it'd be really hard to run the trial and get back to them. That's where I noticed like my, as I was mentioning earlier, struggling to can't stand out where I was struggling to get back to the decision maker. And so I did that same process where I'm like, okay, first of all, what am I doing over and over again that is not working? Like, let's just be objective. And I'm like, oh, it's the same. Hey, Leslie, do you got time on Tuesday to talk about blank? Hey, Leslie, do you have time on Thursday? Do you have time? Like just constantly asking the same thing that's not working. And then I zoomed out and I thought, Leslie, you're my buyer. No, I decided you're Melissa actually, uh, is she's probably getting this from a dozen people every day, every week. There you go. I love the glasses. And so if, if Leslie, Melissa, the decision maker is constantly being asked for time, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to do the unexpected, which is not asked for time. So the subject line I came up with was no action required. Because if we go back to those emails, remember when you're checking your email, what are you doing? You're looking for easy emails you can respond to. What screen, nothing screams easier than no action required. Just give me a read. Unintended. So Sending you a quick update regarding your trial, setting context. I just met with James, uncovered two use cases. So I'm giving like value, like, hey, basically you told me to go do this thing with James. It's working. I'm just telling you reps are adopting. So I'm just showing positive, like positive momentum. Mm -hmm. I share my next step. I'm going to go speak to Brian, talk about the next thing. Then I bold this because I want to close the loop here on the no action required. I'd want to remember, like I'm, I'm giving that promise to you. I'm holding my promise. I'll circle back in a few weeks to schedule time for you and me to walk through the results. 
So what's weird, like really, really weird, James, like 80% reply rate, <laughs> despite nothing, like asking for nothing. They go, thanks, Devin. Appreciate the update. Thanks, Devin. Real quick. And I was like getting inbox, like my email was going up with no action required responses. I'm like, what is going on? This makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that simple thank you is like your segue into that reply. That's, a, you know, hey, no problem also, right? Yeah. And so what was weird, even weirder or equally weird later was whether they replied or not, when the deal closed, they would be like, hey, by the way, I remember that email you sent where you didn't ask me to do anything. I really appreciated that. It really worked. Like Or like just like the way I stayed in touch with them, which is just so counterintuitive from what we've been taught and everything I've been doing previously. And so when I was, like I say, when I was writing the course, I was thinking of all these examples, less of your, you know, similar things, but not as cool in my world. And like, this was the thing that shines through when you do the unexpected, when you can take the time to think, what is this person experiencing? What are they used to? What do they don't like? And how can we reverse that? That's when you get some pretty great results. Leslie, what were your thoughts when you saw this email? I know you've sent some with some similar structures and I want to give you guys a second to answer, to answer questions at the end. So if you have questions for Leslie, for Devin, please put them in the Q&A now because we are going to start answering questions here in just a moment. I love it. I know if uh, if you know me, I've probably said this to you and you're sick of it, but managing expectations is 90% of the game. And I think this is a great example of like managing the expectations of your executive and the person who ultimately at the end is going to sign off on something and and have that final say. So to me, this is just like keeping you in the loop, but without saying that, because sometimes people, that phrase is kind of off-putting, yeah. no action required. That feels good and easy. And it's like an exhale to me. Um, and I think that is probably why you're getting like a way higher response rate. But then it's also, I know what's going on. I feel like I understand where you are and what's next without me having to do anything. And as a leader, that's all that I want um, so that I do know what the next step is and when I do need to be involved. I love uh, Les Leslie, how many channels would you say that you end up using before you finally gain the attention from a prospect that you're looking for? I'm a big proponent of like find, a, a, be where the fish are, fish where the fish are. Like you don't want to go sit in a fishing hole that's known for having no fish. I don't know. I'm not a fisher. Is that a good You're a hunter. Establish that. You're, you wear camo because you hunt. You don't have to wear camo when you fish. I don't not know. a hunter either. That's right. That's right. Uh, a hunter of sales deals. There it is. Um, so I think like being where your prospects are, where your buyers are, a minimum of three channels, I'd say maybe four, if you can make that work without it being weird. Yeah. Devin, I don't want to get too personal. I, a too personal too soon, I think, is, <laughs> is where it is. I think you can get personal, but you have to earn it over the course of great outreach and time. I don't Depending think- on what region you're selling into. Oh, that's true. Regional selling is a big thing. Uh, De Devin, talk about regional selling because I know you've sold internationally and you know those cultural norms. Great question from Joe. Throw that in the Q&A. We're going to start Q&A in less than a minute. I would say I'd start smiling because it's not anything I've cracked the code. The only thing I learned because there was a time where I sold like my 8 a.m. call would be like a San Francisco tech company and then my 830 would be like an Israeli based company. And all I learned, all I can tell you is like assume nothing is true. Like culturally like don't assume the stuff that works in america is going to work overseas vice versa even parts of the states you have to act a little bit differently to like fit in so to speak and i mean it in the right way like you know you want them to see you and themselves so like yeah like when you talk when i talk to new yorkers they really like when i talk fast they really like when i'm kind of sharp and witty 
uh, not every place, not every state in the, in the United States, like a respect side likes that approach. You kind of just got to like, yeah, play cool. Like I, I like to kind of read them a little bit and then reciprocate their style, not like faking it, but you know, you want to mirror them a little bit. Yeah. No fake Southern accents, please. I can tell you that if you're selling in the South, that won't take you very far. All right. We got a couple of Terry, good questions here. Let's take a, what's that? Oh, sorry. Terry said we get right to it in Boston. And I actually reminded me back, Leslie, that's where I got cursed out, but wow. like, I bounced back in the same call and they like loved me after that. Cause I didn't take shit. So like, yeah, you have to know that like about Bostonians, like got to give it back. Wicked smart. Yeah. <laughs> look how it all comes in. All the Bostonians <laughs> coming in, all you Bostonians. Uh, all right. So look, it looks like B is the dominant answer. Of course, I'm not too shocked that most people go to LinkedIn first, but I noticed that other social channels is right behind it there. 17% of the folks that voted are looking at other channels as well. These are cutting edge sellers right here. If you're only looking at LinkedIn and you want to find something a little more personal out about your prospect, try those other social channels out. we got some good questions here. Uh, this one comes from Jonathan. Uh, would you use the no action required on a cold prospect before even making the first contact as a way to present? That's a good question. Devin, what do you think? Only yes, if you fulfill the promise of no action is required. You can't ask for time at the end of that email or ask for a meeting. So I would say one way you could get away with it is maybe like a passive CTA and offering like some sort of resource or something like you basically just have to put the ask where you're not asking for something, you're offering something. And then I think you could say like, hey, ops, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm going off the cuff here. You could like may maybe making contact for some reason. Saw Leslie, other camo wearing VPs of sales have found value in this article because XYZ thought you might want to give it a read. No action required. You can get away with that. I don't, I don't see why you couldn't try it. Yeah, I agree that you wouldn't want to come back and ask for anything. Go ahead, Leslie. I was saying maybe because like if they're going to read it, that's still an action. I don't know. I'm iffy on that. Yeah, you know, it's it's a good debate, right? I think it I is. think certain yeah, certain try it, try it all. Work. Yeah, try everything, right? A B test. That's the way to go. And we say it all the time, right? You have to become a scientist. And you have to know what to collect on the data side so that you know what works for your target buyers. That is probably the best step. We can't give you silver bullets here at Sell Better. We can give you things that we've seen work, and you can try them and see if they work selling into these industries and the personas that you sell to. Uh, once again, we're going to drop that link to Devin's new course in the chat. So go ahead and grab that. This is the last time we're going to drop it. So go get it right now. Leslie, how can people connect with you? Oh, uh, LinkedIn, Leslie Douglas. Leslie B. Douglas is my backslash. Le hashtag Leslie B. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a rapper name. I feel like it's a rapper name. That's, Devin, yeah, that's why I thought like Johnny B. Good. That's like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I almost went with Johnny B. Good right there. That's good. Same brain. Uh, Devin, where can people connect with you? Where would they go? Uh, go to LinkedIn, type in my name. You see it right now in front of you. Uh, the other one would be thereader.co. So the reader with two E's.co. If you ask me why not.com uh, is way more expensive. .com is extremely expensive <laughs> and I'm, I'm balling on a budget. So it's .co. <laughs> Yo, balling on a budget. That's the way to go. .co, less pricey. Connect with us on social. Sellbetter.xyz is the new website. We put out all great content on TikTok, on YouTube. You can go subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Final thought, real quick, Leslie, if you had them coming away with one thing today, what would it be? Ooh, I would say um, for the getting to know what's normal for your prospects, like Devin was talking about the seasonality, look in your own network or your own company. So if you're selling into someone in finance, find someone in finance in your life or in your organization and ask them, what's their seasonality like? 
uh, what the last email they responded to, what gets their attention, what the top three priorities are for them. There are people in your network that you know who can answer those questions for you. Great nugget right there. Devin, same question. What are you having people coming away with thinking about today? Look at your process. You're gonna, it's, it's halfway through the day where I am. You have a couple hours, probably no matter where you are, for the most part. Um, look at what you're doing today that's not working. Pick one thing. Where are you chasing? Where are you sending the same email that's not working, making the same type of call, same type of pitch? And just stop and really focus on it and do the same exercise we did today. Right. So think about the channel, think about their expectations. What can you do completely differently? Pick it and then go test it. Like just like the no action required for prospect, go give it a try. Try it with five prospects, see if it works. Try it with five prospects, see if it works. A B test and don't be afraid to step out. We want to thank you for sharing your time with us today. Thank you for coming out. Thank you again for our expert guests coming in and sharing all of their insights. We will see you tomorrow on the next Sell Better episode. Have a great day, everybody. Go get them. Bye. See ya. Thanks, James. Later, Leslie.